On this episode of Delivering Marketing Joy, I talk with Samantha Cates from Common Skew, and she explains how to lead a sales team during this time. And welcome to a brand new episode of Delivering Marketing Joy. I am your host, Kirby Hossman. And joining me today is someone who I've gotten to know over the last couple of years. I, it's such a rock star in the industry. She's, I believe, VP of Sales of Common Skew. Is that right? Yes. It is, right? Okay. And she's Samantha Cates. Samantha is uh, such a, an amazing person in our industry, and I appreciate you taking the time. Yeah, this is great. Thank you for having me. Absolutely, absolutely. So I've been talking a lot about sales lately because it's just such an important part of you know business today. Uh, you know, it's it's like I kind of compare sales to oxygen. It's like if, if you don't have sales, everything else sort of goes away, right? And so you know, you are not only in the sales role, but you're also sort of a sales leader. Um, and as a leader in sales, I'm curious to know how are you working to motivate your team during this kind of weird, crazy, tough time? Yeah, it's, it's tough because we're working remote. And um, I also have two people on our team that started uh, two weeks before this <laughs> all happened. Uh, one of them, Morgan, she had moved from, from Scotland for this role. She did not know anything about the industry. And we really relied so much on the I don't know, the oxygen she was going to receive from Mark and Catherine and the whole team in the office, and she got none of that. Right. Um, and so that represented some unique challenges. So I've had to really help, especially her. The other person we hired was a little bit more industry experience, but you know, particularly of how do I immerse her in the industry when she can't go to shows, she can't be around the people that know the industry so well. So um, motivating, you know, that aside, first is how do you get people on your team to really feel the pain points of the people they're going to be talking to every day. Mm. So I wanted them to be listening to, you know, to your shows, your podcasts, other great industry leaders to get them really living the industry because they couldn't live the industry in person. Mm. So that motivated them, I think, because they would just get these sparks of ideas, listening to things. And I let them have blocks of time in their calendar of content time, take time to listen to industry content. And so I think that was, they would just have great ideas. We've done, you know, as, as far as just direct motivation, we've done um, group and team lunches where I've ordered Uber Eats for all of us to show up at the exact same time. Um, oh interesting when you have people in Canada, how much more expensive lunch is there than it is in the US. <laughs> so I couldn't do that one as often as I would have liked. Um, we've done lots of little contests, uh, but I really think motivation just comes from staying in touch and being real. Mm. And if they know you're there, whether you can touch them, see them or not, then they're going to feel empowered and they're going to feel motivated because they feel someone cares about them. Yeah. It's, it's funny. I, I hadn't thought about this, but in, on sort of in the role that you guys play, I could see we're going to a trade show, which, which we've taken for granted for a million years. Yeah. Someone who's new to the industry could really get a feel for challenges, problems like quickly because yeah. they'd be talking so regularly to customers. So yeah. that's something I, I hadn't thought of, but we, that's a we really We rely good on it like oxygen and, 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 and air for them to breathe because we sell to distributors. And yeah. without understanding you're a distributor, your life is not as simple as it is people make our industry out to be, right? It's right. very complicated. Yeah. And it's really important, not so much if they understand common speed, the software is you know, intuitive and easy to understand, 
Do you understand why somebody really needs it? And so that has been kind of a fun part of motivating the new people, especially of how do I let them have time in their day to experience that? Yeah, and I, I think too, the what you mentioned about getting together with Mark and Catherine, with you, with whoever, like the the, the SKUCon at home. Like yeah. I've, I, I am pretty, I always fancy myself as I motivate myself, right? But man, just getting around other like-minded people, I was, I, mean, I took three pages of notes. I was just, it got me fired up to sometimes do stuff that I already know to do, but in many ways you're like, ooh, just a different perspective with somebody doing what you're doing is important. Um, so what have been, I'm curious, like strategies, like obviously you want to stay motivated, you want to stay learning, but what are some strategies that you have used to sort of stay top of mind during the pandemic? So what I find to be so interesting, and, and we sell to a different market than the distributor or supplier who listens to you, right? We're, we're selling to them. Right. Um, but I think that, uh, and this is a known sales you know, uh, problem, that salespeople give up very yeah. easily. Yeah. Um, they don't want to, they mean well, um, they think they're being annoying, or they just forget, or they get busy, or they don't have the right technology and the right tools. And we're really lucky at CommonSkew that that we've had the benefit of some really great technology ourselves to help us with this, that it is so important for distributors or suppliers or anyone in sales to not just have the technology, it's like the Seinfeld episode. You don't just need to have the reservation, you have to use the reservation, <laughs> hold the reservation. You need to use the technology. Yeah. And so we've built in these cadences around touch points and emails and we live and die by those and mm -hmm. ours go on for a very long time and i cannot Catherine, i joked the other day that we think this is the the quarter of six-year sales cycles mm -hmm. how many companies we looked in the last quarter that we've brought on that we started talking to six years ago mm -hmm. we've probably demoed them five times four mm -hmm. times you know and I make sure my sales team knows of those examples every time. I walk them through the history. I make sure that we, when we close on a company that's been in the pipeline a long time, I want them to know that. Don't give up. Right. And you know, I've been through tons of adversity in my younger life and just, you know, pretty good when things go bad <laughs> and I don't give up and I don't want them to give up and you're going to have a bad day. You're going to pick yourself up but you're gonna really, really stay on top of those leads. Even if you think they've gone cold, keep trying, keep trying. Mm -hmm. And you know, Joanna Gottlieb, she spoke at uh, SKU Camp last year and yep. she was just, she's the master at this, mm -hmm. but she posted this meme and I think about it all the time that when she's been hunting a prospect and the, you might remember, the prospect was like, yeah, we already used someone else. And she posted the picture of, so you're saying there's a chance. Yes. <laughs> because right. what did that person just tell her is that they use promo. Yeah. All right. I have an in now yeah. because at some point it's going to be me. Yes. And so if I talk to a distributor and my sales team has someone in the pipeline that I know at one point needed us and we can help them, then we've done a bad job if we give up. Yeah. So I think the most important thing is that even during tough times, this, this will pass. We will, we will come out of this. And those people that can, that can keep going and continue to have, I would call it uh, compassionate persistence, yes. will, will be there and will win. I, I, I couldn't agree more. It's, it's, it's a thing that I think we all struggle with because you're right. I think you think, oh, I'm being annoying or I'm being a pest, whatever. I'm going to go completely off script. I want to tell you a funny story about literally happened to me yesterday. So uh, my assistant has been out. I've been trying to keep up with everything and I desperately need an oil change and a tune up on my truck. I have a place down the street that I've been wanting to set it up with 
and I just haven't had time or made time or call it whatever you want. I just haven't gotten it set up. And yes. yesterday I'm running around in my truck and I, my phone rang and it was another place. It was one of the dealers in town, car dealer. And they said, yeah. hey, looks like you're due for an oil change. I was like, I am, and you are not who I was going to call, but Talk when can time. you get me in? Talk <laughs> and, about timing. Yeah, and so yeah. I say that to say, like, not only did I not think that was annoying, I was super excited that I got it on the books. Yes. Um, yes. And I think that's the truth with a lot of things that people yes. sell. So. Yeah, and I think the other thing, well, I have a similar story where I used to have this guy come around the house all the time with his business car that he washed windows. And he would come by like every three months with his car. And I'm like, dude, I don't need my windows washed. Like, <laughs> thank you. And over and over. And then about a year later, I was like, I need to get these windows washed. Where is that guy? And he stopped coming around. Yeah. Right? I had to call somebody else or whatever. It's so, so ironic. If he had just tried one or two more times, he would have had me. Yep. But yep. You know, I think we also have to remember this pandemic has changed the reasons why people buy. Mm -hmm. So if you're a distributor and you've been trying really hard to get into a prospect, that you know doesn't need you because they already are happy with their apparel from their distributor. Well, maybe now their need is no longer apparel. And just like with Common Skew, they might have thought they were completely fine. Well, now their team is working from home. They're used to file folders. They can't get the file folder to their teammate anymore. And yeah. so now we represent an opportunity where we didn't before. Yeah. So we've had to change our messaging. We've had to change how often we communicate. And we really have focused a lot on those people that sort of said no earlier not no forever just no yeah. now because now might be the time right no that's great that's great so final question for you i uh, you know talk about goals i'm a i'm a big goal setter but i'll be honest i've struggled a little bit right now what's reasonable what should i be doing all that sort of thing and hell i talk about goals like i teach goals but so what are you doing with your sales goals and your team's sales goals for the second half of 2020 so good question we did not change our goals we didn't change our targets, um, not because we take this lightly. We know it's going to be harder, um, but I believe in my team enough that they can they can hit those goals. And I think, um, you know, when you start to kind of change the goals you set out on, you sacrifice some things, you can kind of coast a little bit. Um, what I want to do is I want to create a better path for them to hit those goals. So I think, you know, that's kind of numbers talk of how we, we haven't changed our numbers in any way. Um, but we are, you know, the kinds of things that Common SKU does, we're trying to be more creative. So where we used to rely on SKUCon or SKU Camp or these other things we did to generate interest and buzz and leads, we don't have those now. We're not going to the shows to get those leads. So, you know, working with marketing much, much more closely on how we can create online, you know, experience type events. Mm -hmm. So SKUCon at home was one. Um, we have Common SKU University Plus, which is for customers coming up. So we have, um, you know, we have these little things that we're working to build to still give the team the boost that they need so they can hit those goals. Yeah. Personally, I think, you know, goals have to be fluid. Mm -hmm. So we do follow something at Common SKU called OKRs. Mm -hmm. Um, objectives and key results and Catherine kind of spearheads that for us so every quarter we we sort of all decide as a team what are going to be our key objectives and we hold each other very accountable to that and that's separate from our sales goals that's like big picture where do we want the company to go yeah. um, and those have been really helpful too we've had some wiggle room in changing those with this crisis obviously happened in the middle of quarter one or towards the end of quarter one um, so we've had to make some edits, but those have been kind of our guiding light, I guess. And then our sales numbers, our sales goals have remained constant. 
the path to get to them and the resources I'm giving the team have totally changed. I like that. I like that a lot because I, and, and it, it is a, a great way to look at it to say, yeah, maybe the destination might be the same, but we got to figure out, look at the map and see if there's a different way. Especially so. I have, you know, Ashley on our team, she's our account manager and she's got a four-year-old son who's just turned four. So was three during this. And she and her husband are both working from home. I mean, it's the literal meme you've seen of the kid climbing on her wall. She's trying to, you know, and she was our top performing salesperson. And I think you have to be really personal with your team now. This is not the time to have your one-on-ones and be like, how are you? Good. And then let's talk about your numbers. No, <laughs> Tell me how you are. Yeah. Are you tired? You know, are you getting enough sleep at night? Are you taking time for yourself? And Catherine has been so awesome about this, where she'll literally say, take a vacation. Get away from your computer, turn off your phone. And even the times I've taken a vacation, if I write a message on Slack or something, she'll be like, get off your phone, take a vacation. And so goals have to change, how you approach them have to change, but you also have to have some patience and understanding for your team. They are going through some personal crap. And if you don't know what they're dealing with, you can't help them. I love that. I love that. Well, that's, that's great, Sam. Okay. So you've answered my three questions. I give everybody a chance to ask me one. Do you have one for me? Yeah. So, you know, I sell to people like you, Mm -hmm. my team sells to people like you. I don't usually get the chance to kind of put the script away. Mm -hmm. You use common skew. Mm -hmm. I don't know if it can be a little bit around this, but this is my question. So I thought you could be really honest. Yeah. If my team are calling on distributors like you, knowing what you know about about what's happening out there, how people are buying, how the distributors are working. What would your opening pitch be Hmm. to a distributor if you were working for me? That is an awesome question. Um, (laughs) Okay, so a couple things come to mind, right? And so there's no particular order. I'm totally exploiting you, by the way. No, it's good. I I, Because this is interesting (laughs) to me. Obviously, this is going to sound cliche, but I think asking some level of questions to figure out which path to go down would make sense. Because like what you just said is exactly right. I think that's where I would go initially to say working remote, because for us, when this all hit and I sent everybody home, we didn't furlough anybody. We kept everybody on. We sent everybody home to work from home and it was not hard and it was not hard. It was hard from culture. It was hard from, but actually doing our job not hard because of common skew so the idea of working remote having access to all the files luckily we've been doing it for six years or whatever it's been so the idea of being able to be completely productive remotely is a something i would talk about the other thing that you guys have talked about but i don't know that i would downplay it is the community um i the the online conferences the like those are things like, uh, I forget who was teasing me about it. I don't know if it was Catherine or Mark or somebody, but they were like, I don't jump in on the, the Wednesday thing, yeah. but I love that it's there. I, I <laughs> you know, I, 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 the conferences, I went to the, the SKUCon at home. Those sort of things matter to me a lot. And it, as a distributor, I think so many times we can feel like we're on our own. Yeah. And having that connected resource to me with people who i think are progressive, creative, and kind um, matters to me a lot. So those are two things that um, matter to me. And then the final thing is just the, the sheer, the workflow. I've told uh, several folks at Common Skew before, the thing that mattered to me a lot, but didn't, I didn't think it would, is the operations, is just being able to track what orders are in-house and where they are. 
it sounds dumb, but I had a completely analog system before. No. And so it doesn't sound dumb. Even when I show it on a demo, I say, I know you're probably thinking this isn't that important to you, but you it's will super. think it's important to you. It's super. You have it. yeah. yeah. So those are those are the three things that I find when people ask me about common skew that I say. Yeah. So I I guess that's what I would say. That's very helpful. I mean, obviously Mark loves to hear when the community is important to someone and not everybody. <laughs> That's one of those really intangible things that you can't yeah. tell somebody how valuable that is. Until There's no ROI. It's hard to. Yeah. 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 So that makes my, that makes our heart happy to hear. Yeah. You know, well, but again, but but I but I my pushback to you on that, Sam, is that the people ask the same question about content. They ask the same like uh, uh, Gary Vaynerchuk one time said, "What's the ROI of your mother?" Quantify that, but it matters. Yeah. Yeah, it does. <laughs> and so just ask my kids around dinner time if I'm not here. <laughs> No, that was fun. So thank you. And yeah. uh, this, I really appreciate you taking the time, Sam. We'll have to do it again. Oh, it was great. It was great. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. So that's going to wrap up this edition of Delivering Marketing Joy. We'll see you next time. <laughs>